Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's wisdom. Today's topic is hope requires remembrance. Hope requires remembrance. So this week we have talked about remembrance by way of the Lord's Supper, it being ignited um, and given to the disciples to support them on their journeys to fulfilling the divine commission, the great commission that we've been given, all of us, right? And the importance of it. We've really taken a journey and seen different sides of this. But um, today I just wanted to summarize it all for us, that the whole purpose is to keep our hope in place, right? Because in order for us to have the hope necessary, to not waver, to hold on to what God has given us and what he has called us to do through our unique and divine assignments and ministries, we need hope, right? And so how does our hope stay fueled? It stays fueled because of remembrance. It's the thing that will keep our hope intact because we are able to look back, look back at the grace covenant that was enacted for us and how we are able to live under that, how we're able to have the freedom and the confidence that comes from that, right? How we're able to move forward and take action because of it, right? And how we are able to continue to serve and do God's will by seizing the things that he has already promised us, not because we're faithful, but because he's faithful, right? Because he has proven that he will keep his promises and because he's a living God. He's not a God that's dead, He was raised, and he is now seated at the right hand of the Father. So the powers that we have are living for living in this land, right? We are not working off of rituals or witchcraft, but we are working from a fountain of living water that allows us to continue to be what God has ordained us to be and continue to uncover who we are meant to be, right? Because the revelation isn't just for the people we meet. We're meeting ourselves, right? We get to learn more and more about who we are in God through Jesus Christ as we continue to do his will, his way. So your hope needs remembrance the way a writer needs notes, right? How does a writer use notes? They use them as a guiding point. They use them as bullet points to craft what it is that they're writing about in a way that um, makes sense, right, in in a sync order so that people can follow their idea, right? So you use notes to capture all of the things that you want to say, all of the things that you want to get out. So when you think about your hope as a believer, remembrance does that for you. It allows you to capture all of the moments where God has shown up in your life, the things that God has done for you before, and it reminds you that if he's done it before, he is going to continue to do it in in your life. It reminds you that he's actually doing it right now. Even if you're in the midst of a difficult challenge, all you have to do is change your focus, right, because your focus is on the challenge or the difficulty, and so it seems as if there's no answer, as if there is no solution, but remembrance takes your eyes and refocuses you on the overall objective, the overall goal, the overall person who's in charge, the overall reason you have this life, right, that you have, and that is Jesus Christ. And so when you understand that your remembrance feeds your hope, you don't give up on it. You always know that even in the midst of everything, you can go back to that place of memory. 
To keep hope alive, you need to keep the memory of the covenant alive. That's why he said, as often as you do this, right? He he, he instructed them. You, it's it's as much as you decide that you need it because the responsibility is on you. I've done my part, but in order for you to keep your hope fueled, you have to be willing to do this as often as you. See it necessary, and I promise you, sometimes we don't even recognize how necessary it is, so we just let the enemy have his way, right? We just let him play in our minds and just dance in our fields and just blah 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 instead of us taking the moment and re uh refocusing on that level of remembrance of what it is that we're living under as believers. We have been given something that is unique to us that unbelievers do not have. Right, It gives us a sense of freedom and confidence. It gives us a sense of boldness. It gives us an ability to know that no matter what difficulties arise in our lives, we have the victor. We have the victor in us. So we are going to already come out on the other side of it, right? If he doesn't give us the solution, he is going to give us the sufficiency. One of our members taught me that, and I have honed it as my own, right? But it's knowing if the solution isn't there, he's going to provide the sufficiency as you go through it. So we have to know that there is nothing that will overtake us and nothing that will overcome us. The great ones who had a habit of hope also had a habit of remembrance. We looked at Hebrews, and if you guys have a chance, go read what I mean, uh, in church it's been deemed the wall of faith, but it is chapter 11 of Hebrews. After what we covered in chapter 10, talking about um, the different ways that we can move forward in using remembrance and using the flesh and the blood of Jesus Christ, you go into chapter 10 of Hebrews and it gives you this entire list of people from the Old Testament and it talks about how they did it by faith, what they did and how they moved and how they took action, how the divine persuasion worked in their lives and how they were able to do God's will, God's way, even though they may have had shortcomings, right? They all had them, but they got this whole wall of faith because what it is revealing to you is that if you have a habit of hope, all of them had a habit of remembrance. They remembered who God was. They remembered what they had been told by God. And one of my favorite ones, I always go to her story, is Rahab. In Joshua, Rahab, in chapter 2 of Joshua, Rahab decided to hide the spies, right? And if you look at verse 10 through 11, I'll read right now from the Amplified, it says, For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt. And what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were on the east side of the Jordan, Shion and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. When we heard it, our hearts melted. Neither did spirit or courage remain any more in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven, above and on earth beneath. This is a clear picture of remembrance. They were not there, but they heard it. Right, So based on the story they heard, they remembered. So when those spies came in, Rahab was like, look, I might not be with y'all, the people with y'all, but I know who you are, and I remember. I remember the stories, right? So that remembrance fueled her hope, her hope enough to then ignite an oath with them that they would protect her and her family because she had hid them. 
And then it go further down in the story where they tell her, okay, we'll do it. You've initiated this oath, but the responsibility is yours to keep it, right? She had to do what they had told her to do. She had to hang the rope outside of her window, basically similar to the Passover. She had to hang the scarlet rope, right? She had to place the blood over her doorpost so that her family and everyone in there could be protected, so that's the same thing that remembrance does for us. We have to be willing to, in any moment where we rise in difficulties or it seems as if our hope is wavering, we have to rely on our remembrance. We have to go back to the practical things in our lives where God has kept us, right, where God has sustained us, where God has provided solutions, where God has been more to us than we have been to ourselves. And the only way that we can do that is that we have to know that we have an unqualified assurance that nothing that good has happened in our lives has been because of us. I know that's hard to believe, right? But nothing you've done. It's not because you've made the right decision. It's not because you made the right choice or you didn't do that. It's because you have been equipped to do that. You, you were equipped to make that decision. You had already been called and chosen. Even before you sealed your soul as a believer, you were already called out. Right? He had already chosen you. So he had already given that thing to you to enable you to be able to do it. And now, because you are a believer, you're even, it's like a, a, a better protection, right? It's one thing to be called. You heeded the call. So now you took the responsibility and you're living and abiding under that covenant. So your hope requires remembrance for you to live this journey. You have to, at some point, be around people who will encourage you and remind you of what God has done in your life. Because sometimes we get weary, and that is truthful. But if we don't surround ourselves with the right people who are going to also be on the same journey, who are able to remind us, it's okay, look where you've come from, look what God has done, now let's refocus, let's stay focused on the task at hand, because what you can do is tap out, right? So you have to embrace remembrance, not just because it's the Lord's Supper, not just because it's a form that we do in church, but this is bigger than that. This is about you taking and remembering what the flesh of Jesus Christ symbolizes for you as a believer and what his blood gives you access to. All right? So I hope today, this week, if those of you are still listening, hope it's encouraged you this wisdom. I hope it's inspired you. I hope it's challenged you to go and search and learn more about the blood and the flesh of Jesus Christ and how you can live it practically every day in your life, not just on first Sundays as some church does, right, or even in the congregation, but how you do it in your prayer life, how you do it in your mindset and in what you're thinking, because that's where it needs to be applied in your consciousness, because that is what is going to dwindle it down all the way down to our daily behaviors. So you guys have a great day. Enjoy your weekend. And we'll be back on the line on Monday morning at the same time. You guys have a great day. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC Coworking Community, a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.